Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. The world is full of unseen forces. Let me be your guide as we lift the veil and peer into the face of the unknown. This is the major as well, your one-on-one guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hey majors, this week we're back in plant law and we're looking into St. John's wort, also known as Hypericum perforatum. It has the American name of Kalmuth weed. Before we start, just a little disclaimer. I am not a medical practitioner, and please check to see if St. John's Ward is appropriate for you in terms of your allergies before you start to work with it. It can also interfere with prescribed medication, particularly antidepressants and contraceptives, and it shouldn't be used if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. Now, St. John's Wort is a very powerful fire or solar herb, and it encourages us to be brave enough to shine our own light and to be true to ourselves. Generally, the plant is amazing for finding balance and rhythm. It helps with sleep, jet lag, and it regulates unbalanced circadian cycles. It captures the sun's energy, and when used, grants light in times of darkness. This plant is in the top 10 herbs for Western herbal medicine, and St. John's wort is considered a bridge between alternative medicine and conventional. The plant has many names, which gives us a good insight to its uses, so let's look into them. A lot of plants that relate to saints got this association in monastic times, either due to their odd shape, which could be linked to the saint. For example, Nigella Damasia, is known as St. Catherine's flower, because it resembles her wheel. In the case of St. John's wort, it actually blooms on St. John's Day, June 24th, his birthday. It's around this time that we also have the summer solstice. The flowers only last for a week. After this, they simply burn up in the sun's light. The plant also has red spots on its leaves, that supposedly appear on August 29th, when St. John was beheaded. Now, traditionally, the plant was gathered on the eve of St. John to use as a demon repellent. It's believed that it's around midsummer that evil beings are exceptionally active. It would be hung on windows and above doors to ward off anything harmful from the other worlds. This is where its ancient name of Fuga Demonum, Devil's Flight, comes from. It's also believed that in hanging it up, it would ward off lightning from striking the home as well as the house catching fire. Traditionally, evil spirits vanish when the sun appeared. Due to its demon repelling effects, the plant also carried the name of Sol Terrestris, meaning terrestrial sun. Adding to this, the plant has beautiful yellow flowers, which are said to represent the sun. As we know from last week's episode, plants that look like the sun are linked to its solar power, 
especially as the flowers bloom on the summer solstice, making them especially potent. Wart, as I've mentioned in one of the other episodes, is an Old English word that was applied to plants that were useful, usually medically. Now generally speaking, solar plants help with eyesight, depression, and healing. It's actually been prescribed for mild to moderately severe depression in small quantities, as it stops serotonin and dopamine being reabsorbed in the brain, having the effect of making you feel good for longer. Serotonin and dopamine are known as the feel-good or the happy hormones. And just a side note here, takers of St. John's wort have to wean themselves off of it. Stopping it suddenly can cause imbalances. St. John's wort can also make the eyes, as well as the skin, more sensitive to the sun. Please don't self-medicate with this herb. Seek professional advice. Also, let's look into the Latin name, Hypericum perforatum. Hyper means above, and icon means pitcher. This relates to the tradition of hanging the herb above holy icons and pitchers to protect them. Perforatum refers to the little holes or perforations in the leaves where the oils are released. If you rub the leaves, they can stain your fingers red. You can actually see these holes when you hold the leaf up to the light. It's also thought to have links to the Greek titan Hyperion, father of Helios, god of the sun. The flowers can be soaked in oil, giving it a red hue. It's this red colour that gave it the alternative name of sanguiominous, or human blood. This oil, when applied, is wonderful for healing wounds, aching joints, and for sore muscles. It's an anti-inflammatory. This is due to a chemical compound called hypericin. To make the oil, get some freshly wilted flowers and flower buds, and cover in an oil of choice and leave somewhere sunny for a month and shake it regularly. Be sure to wipe the moisture that forms on the inside of the jar as mould can develop. If this happens, throw the mix away and start again. You can use this oil to anoint yourself for midsummer rituals and to also use in exorcisms. If your spell work calls for blood, you can use this oil as a substitute. The oil also wards against the evil eye. Rub it on the back of your neck and the soles of your feet. And it was also rubbed along the spine to try and alleviate any spinal injuries. You can also make natural dyes from the flowers. St. John's Wort actually arrived in America with a band of Rosicrucian pilgrims on Midsummer's Day in 1696 in Philadelphia. They were fleeing persecution from German authorities who accused them of heresy and occult practices. To celebrate their arrival, as well as the midsummer, they went to the nearby hills and began bonfires and making wreaths of St. John's wort, as they'd carried the plant with them. Now, fast forward to the 1900s, this plant had become a huge problem as it had overrun as a weed. By 1944, it covered 2 million acres across 30 Californian counties, and it had done so by travelling along the banks of the Kalmuth River earning its American name of Kalmuth Weed. Now the plant had had a huge impact on ranchers, as when cattle eat St. John's wort, they lose weight and become highly sensitive to the sun, obviously affecting how valuable they are. Ranchers' land also lost value if it contained the weed. Now, to tackle the problem, scientists introduced insects that eat the plant, and it's largely under control now. 
The Majors while Trance Oil has been designed to take users into trance, a place where you're not fully awake, but nor are you fully asleep. A place that is perfect for magic and witchcraft. Personally, I diffuse while meditating to open myself up to receive messages from beyond the veil. Others have used it to bring about vivid dreaming. It's been used and combined with yoga to deepen the practice. Or you could even just diffuse it to bring about a sense of peace and calm. In times like these, I've noticed I've been using it like this a lot more. And I know I'm biased, but the smell is amazing. It is seriously opulent and rich. A blend of many oils, three of which are sandalwood, frankincense and palo santo. And all of these are highly sacred plants that have a long history of spiritual use. All oils are ethically sourced, especially the palo santo, and it contributes to local communities. Trance is pure essential oil, meaning it hasn't been watered down or diluted with a carrier oil. Available to buy now over on themajorswell.com. What's the folklore around it? Well, it was often used for divination. Young women would pick the plant on St. John's Eve, and if it was still fresh in the morning, it was a sign that they would soon be married. A similar idea emerged in Wales around predicting life expectancy. The plant was picked and sectioned off to different members of the household. The different pieces were then hung up on a rafter till the morning, and other pieces that had withered represented the family members that would die first. Fun times in Wales. People also placed this plant under their pillow. This was supposed to make you dream of St. John, where he would give his blessings to the dreamer and prevent their death in the year to come. Though if he didn't appear in your dreams, it was said you'd die within the year. In Wales, digging up the root at midnight on St. John's Eve was common practice. The root was believed to be especially powerful against demons and witches. When lighting midsummer fires, St. John's wort would be placed on the fire and ceremonially burnt. It was thought that this would stimulate the sun, which after the solstice, it begins to wane. People would also place the plant under the left armpit and secure it in place for good luck and good fortune. But for this to be truly effective, the plant had to be stumbled upon by chance. In Scotland, if you found some, it was custom to chant. St. John's wort, St. John's wort, my envy whosoever has thee. I will pluck thee with my right hand, I will preserve thee with my left hand. Whoso find thee in the cattle fold, shall never be without kine. And kine is a collective term for cows. It's useful because it gives an insight to how it was traditionally picked with the right hand and then stowed away with the left. It could also be used to repel demon lovers by carrying it on you. We've all had a demonic ex, I certainly have anyway. If you're struggling with one now, it can't hurt to try. Keep it close to your heart and sprinkle it around your house, and I'd also focus around the bed as well. In the 1600s, a house was actually cleared of a poltergeist by placing a bunch of the flowers under the pillow of the person who lived there. The plant is also sacred to the Norse god Balder, the god of sun and summer. Norse and Germanic tribes saw that the plant bled when you squeezed the leaves or flower, and thought it was representative of the blood of Balder, who every midsummer 
sacrificed himself to the earth on the summer solstice. The plant also has a link to the rune Sowello. It kind of looks like a lightning bolt. You could draw this in the air over St. John's Wort before you take it, or draw the symbol on a yellow bag containing the plant and carry it with you. This is great if you're feeling overwhelmed and slightly burnt out. It's a Polish custom to actually place some of the plant in a baby's diaper. It was thought to protect the child from evil forces, particularly the Maumony, hideous female demons that would kidnap and steal the children away. You could also burn some in a cast iron cauldron and walk through your house fumigating it. This is said to ward off the chances of your house catching fire. But let's not take any chances and still take good, strong fire precaution methods. You could also mix it with frankincense, that's another fire herb, and burn it to ward off evil spirits in the home. It's said that the herb helps with the solar plexus energy center, and it helps give self-esteem and confidence. In a similar vein, you could sprinkle this around mirrors, as it would help ease negative self-images. You could also use it for shadow work, if you've opened up old wounds or the work is becoming too painful. St. John's Wort is not only good for external wounds, but also internal ones too. Now the Crusaders called the plant the grace of God. They wore it to ward off evil sent their way, and to help with their wounds and as a pain reliever. It was also around this time that the plant was given to those who suffered from rage or were possessed by demons. It was given through various potions, or the patients inhaled its very bitter scent. Another belief is collecting it on a Friday, and wearing it around the neck to ward off evil spirits. And if you hang up St. John's Wort to deter evil, a sign that it succeeded is when the flowers begin to drop. Mugwort and St. John's Wort, they work really well together, and they were seen by the ancient Greeks as a brother and a sister plant. St. John's Wort is looked over by Apollo. Mugwort is by his twin sister, Artemis. For round-the-clock protection, Mugwort protects through the night. You could make a sleeping pillow containing it. While St. John's Wort protects throughout the day, you could carry it around with you in a pouch. Now, to honour the sun, you could make this oil to use on your skin. And just a warning, only use this in the evening, as St. John's Wort oil can make your skin more sensitive to the sun. Personally, I think it would be nice to use after you've sunbathed. And you're gonna need 50 milliliters of Tamanu oil, 15 of avocado, 20 of St. John's Wort, 20 of argan, 30 of sesame, and then you can place one drop of lavender, or one drop of frankincense, and one drop of neroli. Now, before researching this herb, I was sure there was going to be a lot of history around it prior to Christianity. But there actually wasn't a great deal. Sure, the ancient Greeks used it heavily in medicine for a variety of ailments. But in relation to pagan practices, there actually wasn't a lot. Christianity has done a really good job of appropriating it and erasing its pagan past. Which suggests to me that this plant was highly, highly, highly revered amongst pagan peoples, and rather than outlaw and crack down on its use, for an easier life, I think that the church wholeheartedly welcomed it and incorporated it within its summer solstice festival to St. John. I think the herb already had a long history of use, 
especially within the midsummer solstice, long before St. John and Christianity rocked up onto the scene, and taking it away from pagan peoples would have been too difficult. I hope from today's episode that you can hear the murmurs and the echoes from its distant pagan past. And majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path, and to talk about interesting parts of history relating to spirituality. I also want to connect you with information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors Well community, as well as being in the communal sugarpot spell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Majors Well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you wish to share at themajorswell at gmail.com and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. The poem this week is a medieval chant about the power of St. John's Wort. St. John's Wort doth charm all witches away, if gathered at midnight on the saint's holy day. Any devils and witches have no power to harm. Those that gather the plant for a charm, rub the lintels and post with that red juicy flower. No thunder nor tempest will then have the power to hurt or render your house and bind round your neck a charm of similar kind. Peace out, witches. (laughs)